The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're multitasking. But what if you could also be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. So multitask right now. Get your quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. I'm going to try to get Jeffrey Lurie on the phone for five minutes to have a conversation about the Kelly Green uniform. Okay. That's it. All right. Tell me how that goes. And when you get that figured out, tell him to send me one of those damn sweatshirts. Okay. Oh, the one that Sirianni was wearing? I want one of those too. So send us each one. Send us each one. I'll take an XL. He'll take like a six XL, and <laughs> and uh, we'll wear it. We'll wear it. Right? I, I will, will you wear it? I, I don't know if I'll wear Eagles. it on public TV. We'll no, see. let's I, do this. Okay. Let's, well, let's okay. do this. Let's do this. I'm a Giants fan. That's all right. The next you you picked against him last week on national TV. <laughs> send us the Nick Sirianni, the right. ones that you don't sell. So Eagles, send us this, and the next Sunday that you win, we'll wear them the next day. Apparently, Chris never actually said he would do it. Chris is hiding behind. I'm a good lawyer. You're doing well. You're doing well. You never gave the actual commitment that you would do it. I did. It was all I brought. You're you're pondering yesterday, maybe I will. It's like, well, I got no choice. It's either wear this or wear what I traveled in on the way up here or wear what I wore yesterday. So I like it. It's It's Halloween. It's awesome. I'm a Nicosidiani. (laughs) I was disappointed last night when the Mario figures were on... Right. Football Night in America. You didn't bring it, it though. It's a Mario. I'm glad you didn't, <laughs> Thank for you. your own sake. Yeah, I was but I was standing over here right. thinking, it's a Mario. Uh, yeah, we showed Mario and Luigi in costumes, right? I, but I did think and <laughs> have those thoughts. But I also thought of our <laughs> boss Sam Flood going, yeah. uh, "You're off Sunday Night Football forever. Don't do that again." So I, I didn't mess with that. Thank you for getting me the sweatshirt. It is awesome. Like, it's awesome. How it's does really it fit cool. you? It's I a little know. big on me. Yeah, I mean, You said you wanted an XL. Yeah, I think it'll work. It'll, I like it a little snug. It might be a little short or whatever, but it'll, it'll still work, and I will sport it. I didn't. Okay, like, Philadelphia, mad respect for you and, the, and your organization and everything, but I am Phil Simms' son. I did grow up watching the Giants. Well, when are you ever going to wear it then? Well, not on national TV, tag, time, tag teaming it with you the day but after the Giants. Good, but it's Halloween. I don't give a damn. It's a little too much Eagles love on a Monday before Halloween, okay? I couldn't come to do that. This is so comfortable. Good. And I didn't even try it on. They yeah. came on Wednesday. Yeah. I I opened the box. They sat where they sat until Saturday as I'm going through the mad rush to pack all my stuff. And I grabbed them and I stuck them in my bag. It's like, I figure it'll fit. And I put it on a day and it was like, Hand in glove. Oh, I mean, look it at was, that. It, it just, feels great. He's ready to it ch- smells just great. trade in all his Viking stuff Everything and become about an Eagles it. Well, fan right now. We'll talk about that coming up. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, I am in the market, and I love this is This is awesome. Thank you, Eagles. It is really cool. Thank, Thank you. you for sending it to one us. Of us one I of us honored our word. I'll take a picture. I didn't actually go against my word. Oh, as Eagles <laughs> fly. But I, I'll great. put something out on social media or something at some point. I am going to wear it. I do love wearing that 
stuff like around the house. Yeah, publicly going out there with a team that, you know, made me cry as a kid because Reggie White and, and Jerome Brown and everybody were kicking the crap out of Big Phil. Uh, yeah, I, I, I couldn't sport it. I couldn't tag team it with you today. That was too b- much. By the, way, by the way, Seahawks. Right. Seahawks. You're next. You're next, Seahawks. Seahawks, yours are just as awesome. Same gray sleeves yeah, right. with that blue yeah. and the silver Seahawks. Sick, yeah. Hey, hey, Seahawks, you, you got a lot of money out there. I'm not scarred by the Seahawks, so yeah. maybe I'll uh, wear that one. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm not scarred by the Seahawks either for the most part. I like the Seahawks. I've been kind of like closet Pete Carroll Seahawks fan. I got a nephew, two nephews that are yeah. huge Seahawks fans, so so you know what will happen is if that shows up, they they know like they sense when I get free stuff. I'm surprised this thing survived. Yeah, well, I'm glad um, it did. But thank you so much. So I'll need four of them, I guess. Two XLs and two Ls, and uh, take care of the Seahawks. Yeah, Uh, you know the address. Just send it along. (laughs) Um, All right, yeah. So so we'll talk about the Eagles, and even if the Eagles would have lost yesterday, I was screwed. This was all I had. I had supreme faith the Eagles would win, even though the Commanders do give them. Fits the Cincinnati Bengals went to San Francisco rematches of Super Bowls 16 and 23. Yeah. And I, I'm not making an excuse for the 49ers here, although they probably would appreciate me making this argument. Oh. There is something inherently unfair about them being on a six day turnaround you said that last and week. the Bengals I having the full 14 days to get ready. That right. is a competitive imbalance. And I know there's so many moving parts and there's so much going on with the schedule, yada, 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 49ers got screwed. Yeah. Regardless of how you slice it, right. it happens. It's bad enough to face a team coming off their bye week when you have a full week to get ready. But to only have six days flying home from Minnesota, what what do you expect? And they look, I don't want to take anything away from what the Bengals did. The right. Bengals look great. The Bengals look like the team that we had expected them to be yeah, all year. Right. But I thought about it all week. It's one of the reasons why I picked them. Yeah. There's just something about that imbalance in preparation that I think becomes a becomes a factor. Yeah, no, you're you're definitely, you know, at a disadvantage when you're in that situation like the 49ers. You know, two you you think about the stretch they've gone through, the spotlight on them for the Cowboys game. You go to Cleveland. Cleveland, of course, they got the spotlight on them. They want to show that they're capable to play with the big boys. Minnesota, the same thing, kind of a desperate must-win type of football game. 49ers went through a, a tough stretch here. And then, of course, have the Bengals come to town in, who are from the AFC North. Everybody in that division's playing well. It was kind of a must-win game for them yesterday to a degree. You know, so uh, and the 49ers didn't play their best football. But I think you like if we're going to start off the conversation, I think we start off with what you said there. Uh, Burrow looked like Burrow. The Bengals offense looked as close as to what we have seen, you know, late in the season, the last two seasons. You know, we got to remember Burrow, no training camp. Burrow, probably a few weeks without really being able to practice a full workload, right? Here's the first time he's healthy. And he was different. This was the first thing you noticed. You were like, uh oh. Movement's going to be an issue today for the 49ers. Burrow's back. Slippery Joe, the slippery son of a bitch. Okay, that's what I call him every now and then. Sorry, Mike. Okay, we said worst on this show. All right. right, And Will. And Will. But his running and then, Mike, something you probably heard me say before, he's the best zone-passing quarterback in football. And then when they get man-to-man like you see on this play here, it's Jamar Chase one-on-one. See you later. But I – He's so quick to read defenses, manipulate the defense with his eyes. The 49ers, who love zones, you heard me kind of talking during the game yesterday, they got picked apart. They basically got put into mercy and went, we can't play what we want to play. We're going to have to play man and be a little more aggressive. And, you know, 31-17, it was a fun game to watch, but the Bengals clearly controlled it. I, I agree with you there. That two weeks allowed Joe Burrow to get – Totally. To 100%. Right, right. The calf that was bugging him, and we thought it was going to last all year. That bye week was critical. The timing couldn't have been better. Here's Burrow on using his legs yesterday in beating the 49ers. You know, really, that was athleticism, acceleration, explosiveness was really a big focus of mine in the offseason. Uh, I just haven't really been able to show that too much, so it was nice to, to have that hard work pay off. Looking like Macaulay Culkin grown up again. The sparkles coming back into his eye after a rough start to the season. This guy hasn't had a normal preseason. Unbelievable. In years. Yeah. And that calf injury hovered and it was aggravated and they rushed him back and they 
played him through it, and I really did think it was going to be an all-year thing. I heard yesterday, yeah. phenomenal. His best game of the year. A great game for the Bengals to get to the right side of 500. The AFC North continues to be holy oh, cow, and 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 now and now all of a sudden the San Francisco 49ers, who three weeks ago looked like they were on track to pummel everyone en route to a Super Bowl win, yeah, they're in second place in the in yeah. the NFC West, right? Looking up at the at the Seahawks, yeah, it's amazing. It is, it really is. I mean, Joe 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 Cool, right? As you call him, Joe Cool Part Two, because there was Joe Montana Part One, right? We know that. I just I'm always amazed at his just calm demeanor never blinks you know and like you said finally gets healthy and reminds everybody just how good he is and then I think when you add on top of that the O-line gave him a chance yesterday right I mean there was a lot of times in those first five six games you were like I mean he doesn't have a chance to do anything and then you know the offense itself was sputtering a little bit I think they found their groove yesterday a little bit. Ran the ball. Joe Mixon looked phenomenal. Uh, Burrow and Chase were phenomenal. They spread the ball around. And then the defense made some plays. And like you said, the 49ers, we were sitting here three weeks ago going, like, there is no question they're the best team in football. They, they kind of lose a game they probably shouldn't have lost to to the Browns, right? I'm not taking anything away from the Browns, but the 49ers made some self-inflicted mistakes. Got a 41-yard field goal and they and win. the chip shot field goal. Last week, outplayed on the road by the Vikings. Your Vikings, her cousins, played great. Played great. You thought this would be the game, hey, we wake up, we get back on track here, and the Bengals had a different idea. And the Bengals remind all of us that they are truly a Super Bowl contender as well. And, uh, yeah, 49ers, D, getting torn up here as of late. You know, two similar systems tearing them up. And then Brock Purdy magic even though he made some amazing plays yesterday, turning the football over a lot the last three weeks and not playing his best football. So the Niners got some issues on both sides. Let's start with the defense yeah. because right. the big talking point out of Monday night, that horrendous blitz that Steve Wilkes called just before the half, the back and forth, the conversation, right. our analysis right. of when the head coach needs to step in and yeah. press the kill switch. Kyle Shanahan, by the end of the week, finally acknowledging night. I texted you. I respect him for doing that. Acknowledging he should have called a timeout there. It's all on him. He's the coach of the team. Right. He's responsible. Well, he's still responsible for what's out there, and he's responsible for that defense. Here he is on his confidence in first-year defensive coordinator Steve Wilkes. Oh, it's, this isn't on any one coach or any one side of the ball. Um, we, have only put, we haven't scored over 20 points here in three weeks too. So I think our defense needs to do better. I think our offense needs to do better. I think our team needs to do better. Um, and when I say our team, I mean every single player in there and I mean every single coach. And that's, uh, that's not inaccurate, but you know, something you and I talked about, and I haven't studied the film from last night, but the idea that there's not a whole lot of disguising going on with yeah. that defense right. now. Right. And ordinarily it's good enough that you don't need to, yeah. but boy, if you give... Kirk Cousins, if you give Joe Burrow, if you give an experienced quarterback the look ahead of time and there's no effort to conceal it, yeah, that's which right. is one of the flaws right now, right. that they need to fix. They got their bye week. They yeah. need to fix it. They need to use a cover two shell or single high shell or something and then move into what their real defense is. Yeah. If you're going to – again, if if everything's working, it doesn't matter. Right. It's, right. Like, it's like Deion Sanders said last week when the Michigan sign ceiling – things started to accelerate you still have to stop it and the 49ers ordinarily have been so good on defense it doesn't matter hey here's what we're running good luck yeah they're gonna they they have to spend this two weeks to fix problems like that yeah they're they're still really good we know that you know Steve Wilkes I think is still finding his way and you know how they want to do things within this 49ers defensive system and he's learning that as well I think to your point too there could be a little more trickeration involved, whether that's disguises, hey, just a splash blitz every now and then, or the illusion. To me, that is one of the most successful things in the game right now, and that's where I think Robert Sala and D'Amico Ryan before Steve Wilkes found the sweet spot of, you know, hey, we got a creative one or two blitzes. We showed you them, and then we kind of scare you the rest of the game with guys at the line of scrimmage. Fred Warner's up there looking like he's going to blitz, and then they get back right. into a coverage that they're comfortable running, like you're saying. 
And it's yeah. kind of like what the Jets do now. Put all those guys on the line of scrimmage. You don't know who's coming. You don't know who's, who's coming, who's going. Is it going to be man? Are they going to drop in their cover three? Are they going to drop in the cover four? Yeah, they don't do a ton on that side of the ball. And the 49ers are not a team that wants to play a ton of man-to-man. Like we kind of broke down last week, they want to play zone, and they're very good at it, and they find ways. If you got two receivers here, they make it a three-on-two zone. If you got three receivers here, they make it a four-on-three zone, and they pass it off brilliantly. But teams, I think, are figuring it out a little bit. We're seeing that. Right. And then you add that to uh, like we saw last week, self-inflected mistakes, fumble on the first drive, a chip shot, field goal missed, a stupid call at the end of the half on the zero blitz. Right. And now you get, oh, Joe Burrow comes to town and he's hitting on all cylinders and they got some answers for your defense. And then, of course, their offense has a few more self-inflicted wounds. Uh, yeah, you're going to lose three games in a row. And that's that was it was 31-17 and Money Mac missed a field goal or in the first half that. You know, I think it was 49 yards. And they then here's another one that I don't think everybody really they, they fumbled on the three yard line going in the score. Did. Yeah, Bengals. it would have been worse. Right. I mean, they they really kind of moved the ball up and down the field on the 49ers all day. You never felt like the Niners were going to hold them down. And uh, I think it's the greatness of the Bengals, of course. And yeah, the 49ers. I mean, I think through six, eight games here, we haven't called Nick Bosa's name nearly as much as we would expect. And he said last week the holdout affected him. How could it not, right? I think which which is a message to all teams out there. Right. And players. Right. You've got to reset your clock as to when it's midnight. It's not midnight when the regular season starts. Yeah. It's midnight when camp opens. Yeah. If that guy wants to have an impactful season, if the team wants to have an impactful season, everybody get to your bottom line. Don't screw around. Don't let it run all the way until the start of the regular season. Get it done before camp opens. Get that guy in there. You're going to pay him anyway. It's just a question of when. You're going to pay him either right before the season or you're going to pay him right before camp. Friggin' pay him and get him in there. Yeah. And and his side needs to be reasonable too. And everybody just needs to come up with this illusion, to use the word that, that you used a little bit ago, illusion that this is, we agree, clock strikes 12, because it's in everyone's interest for him to be there, for right. the player to be there for the full training camp, for the full period of time, to be fully and completely ready to go. Because I don't care where you're working out. Think back to Ezekiel Elliott in 2019, yeah, right. down in Mexico, working you out. Can't emulate you it. can't get yourself properly prepared to have an NFL-caliber season if you're not working out with NFL-caliber teammates, opponents, etc. Yeah, being pushed in practice, going through the routine of, hey, it's a play clock in practice. We're running more plays than we would run in an actual game, right? We're conditioning in the middle of practice. Those are the things that do get you ready. I mean, we, there's a reason there's a phrase called football shape. Bosa's in incredible shape, but there's just there's no way to emulate pass rushing 45 times with a 320-pound guy leaning on you throughout the day and then trying to get off him another 20 times in the run game and take him on that way. There's, there's nothing you can do. You, know, you can hit the tackling dummy all you want. It doesn't push back, so it's just not going to work that way. But I do think, yeah, it, uh, their defense, not only scheme-wise like we were talking about, I think there's some players there that we could probably look at too and go, they haven't been as quite as dominant. Javon Hargrave, all the money they've given to him, you know, we're three weeks in a row of watching him solely. We watched him solely on Monday night against the Vikings last night. Yesterday doesn't pop a whole lot. I don't think they're getting what they want out of him at this point. So, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a combination of, I think, what Kyle Shanahan said perfectly. It's the team. The coach has got to be better. The players got to be better. And uh, they've kind of lost their way here the last few weeks. Yeah, you, know, you got a skeleton behind you. You know, you got a skeleton back there. I, I do. I, yeah, 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 I know. We did, we did a TikTok video next to him. Oh, that's funny. That's yeah, right. yeah, yeah. You almost needs, knocked him over. Uh, I know. Well, I, I was saying hi. You know what I was trying to do? Yeah. I was trying to configure his hand for the, the middle, middle finger. finger. Yeah. That but, would have been but, fitting. But the, the joints don't actually work. No, don't He's got move. rigor mortis. So now he's just saying hi. Yeah, he can't do that. I, he like, can't, happy he Halloween. Can't, he can't scratch his forehead. I feel bad for the guy. He can't scratch his forehead. Oh, damn. Poor guy. Poor he guy. doesn't have a forehead. <laughs> He's just got the bone. All right. Um, you mentioned Brock Purdy. Yeah. Is this as simple as there's enough film on him now and defenses have kind of cracked his code? Yes, he's running the Shanahan system, but they've figured out how he moves, what his tells are, whatever those little things are that they – and I, I, I love hearing Chris Spielman tell the stories about watching film and every little thing you look for, every little clue as to what a guy's doing. Is this just we have enough Brock Purdy games and we found something 
that he does that that gives us an idea of what we're going to need to do. I, you know, he's still a really good player, right? I think everybody got a little too crazy with some of the praise, you know, especially after the Dallas win. When I like, like I said, I jokingly started going like, "Listen, when we start going like he's Tom Brady, I, I want to go calm, calm down here a little bit. Let's let's see a little bit more before we just dive down that path." Uh, I think a little bit of what you're saying, right? I think the other thing, and to me, the more important thing here, and Brock Purdy is really good, again, but this is where I argued on Football Night in America. He is a system quarterback. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, not to say he can't make plays outside of the system, but at the same time, what I want to make clear is he's not John Elway or Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen or, or Brett Favre where you could just be like, or Aaron Rodgers in his prime, or he was like, hey, the team's a little banged up and we're not playing his best. We can depend on him to drop back 45 times and we'll win the game. It doesn't matter. He's not that. And I think that's where people lost their way a little bit. And I think what's kind of showed that is they haven't been able to get leads in the game early on. And so their defense can't fly around and play quite the way it wants to. They haven't run the ball worth a damn the last three weeks, right, Mike? There's no Debo Samuel. And I think that more has been put on his shoulders as far as, hey, we, we're not dominating the line of scrimmage. I don't have as many tricks to kind of get off on the offense and whatever else. So you got to make some plays for us. And he made a ton of great throws and plays yesterday. But like I said, I don't think he's still in year two. And I don't think he's as talented as some of those names I mentioned. And I think defenses, you know, are more comfortable with, hey, we'll play Brock Purdy rather than let McCaffrey run downhill on us and speed sweeps and reverses go everywhere. Um, so, yeah, he's going through a little bit of a struggle right there. That was two bad interceptions we saw yesterday. I was surprised he was cleared to play. Yeah. I really was. I wrote this yesterday at PFT. Right. If he had suffered another concussion yesterday, the NFL would have had a huge mess on its hands because the prevailing reaction would have been he never should have been cleared in the first yeah, place. right. Even though, in theory, if everything is blocked correctly, that first concussion has healed, it's resolved, and he's good to go. But... You know, there was a moment yesterday where he hits his head on the ground and he doesn't get checked out. I still I don't understand with all those people watching, all those spotters, yeah. everyone that's got a button that they can press. Right. Sometimes nobody wants to press the button. Sometimes there's too many people with a finger on the button that they think someone else is going to press it. Yeah. Because what was the fear yesterday? Oh, no. Brock Purdy gets another concussion, and everyone says, why in the hell was he playing? Everybody knew that was coming. Plus, nobody wants to be really the bad guy anyways when a guy says he wants to play and be out there and And all that. Here's the thing we need to remember. And, you know, it's 20 minutes into the program. I haven't pissed off the league office yet. When they keep saying the neurologist, the independent neurologist, independent, independent, it's just independent of the team. It's not independent of the league. Yeah. The league wants the quarterbacks to play right. generally. Right. The league wants guys to be cleared to play generally. The league wants to be able to say we're very concerned about player health and safety, but they want those quarterbacks to play. Specific team wants its quarterback to play, which is why they introduced independence in the first place because yeah. the team doctor – bought and paid for by the team, if you start holding out the players too often, they're going to find somebody else to give them a bunch of money to be the official team doctor. Somebody who will be more likely to say our guys can play. And the league doesn't just go find a doctor for one player in one game and then they say, thanks, go on your way. You're fully independent and you have no further relationship with us. The independent doctors want to continue to have that gig. And... I, I'm just surprised. You know, last year, post-Tua, there's no way Brock Purdy would have been cleared after six days. There's no way in hell it would have happened. Mm. And I, I, I don't care what anyone wants to say about it because it's still a very inexact science. Yeah, of course. And, and there's no way somebody's signing that piece of paper that he goes and plays. Now, this year, they got a little lax again. They got a little lax, and they're going to stay a little lax because lax means we get our quarterbacks on the field sure, for right. big games. Yeah. They, they built it yesterday as the number one overall pick versus Mr. Irrelevant. Right. NFL's Twitter put that out there. That goes away if Brock Purdy isn't cleared. So, And, and, and really, he, he hits his head, and people notice, and it's like, did no one want to be the one to potentially look at this guy and say, yeah, you know what, he's back in the protocol, and it could, because then – that's all anyone's talking about. Yeah, right. Brock Purdy becomes the new Tua. Yeah, I, I, I hear you there. There's definitely some, 
some conflict of interest when it comes to this conversation. Using the word independent yeah. does not wipe yeah. that out. You're absolutely yeah. right. Right. And and I think, you know, too, with, with uh, you know, Purdy, and like you said, yeah, it is still an, ex- an exact science. And, and we, yeah, we, we quite honestly don't know. Six days after a big game where he had a concussion, you know, yeah, does one good hit on the head kind of – bring back or, or bring back some of the symptoms again. Those, those are things that I think we're still in the infancy stages of trying to figure these things out when it comes to the brain. You know, so I, I think it's fair to question, certainly, Mike. I think, you know, the more important thing, because, I mean, he, he threw for 365 yesterday and he made some unreal throws. I, I would say no McCaffrey, no Debo Samuel, not, you know, not no McCaffrey, but just not running the ball like we saw them early in the year. And then here's another thing I'll throw at you. I mean, Schwartz, Flores, Lou Anarumo. You talk about three defensive coordinators right there that can think outside the box. They can do some game plan specific stuff to throw some curveballs at you a little bit. And uh, I think because they took away some of the staples of the 49ers offense, it just put the shine or the spotlight right on Purdy. And that's led to him having to do more than what he has had to do late last year or early this year, and I think that's why we've seen, you know, well, how many turnovers is it the last few weeks? It's two last week, right? Three yesterday. Three yesterday. One against the Browns with a bunch of missed throws there, too. So he's certainly on a little bit of a cold streak here, at least not and, and not protecting the ball the right and, way. And, and that interception we showed earlier. Well, let's show that clips again if we right can. And right. Like he, like, if, I mean, where's your spatial awareness? It was of right where the guy is. Yeah. It, was, it was bizarre. He right, was like a high school, Here like is, a mid level high school quarterback play. All due respect, like where? What's he? What's he doing? Yeah, well, it, it looked like it was initially supposed to be a shovel pass. Can we rewind that, guys? If you get a chance here. It looks like it was supposed to be a shovel pass to George Kittle inside, right? It wasn't there. So now it's run. There's linemen down the field. That's why the flag is thrown. And now he's on the edge. He sees uh, Elijah Mitchell kind of come open. But you're right. Has no feel for where Jermaine Pratt is. And Pratt does a phenomenal job getting a hand on the ball and then knocking it himself. This is the one where, Mike, if you want to question what was in Brock Purdy's brain, that would be the one where I'd go, I've never seen him do that right there. He basically just threw it to the middle linebacker right down the middle of the field. And that was pretty much game over when he did that. Because the next play, the Bengals scored. They were up by 14. And you felt like they had total control of the football game there. So, uh, yeah, certainly not his best. And even before this strip sack, he threw a bad interception before that. They called roughing the passer, if you remember. So, I, you know, I don't know. But either way, he's not playing his best. The 49ers are off that off their game. And like you said, they're going to have to go back to the drawing board here during the bye week. And again, that process of clearing a player is extremely inexact. And I know the NFLPA is involved as well. But the independent neurologist, I think it's better to refer to that person as the league employed neurologist because there is a conflict of interest there because they want to have the best players on the field. A lot of quarterbacks injured this year. There's an urgency to get the best guys out there. Not that who knows what the 49ers would have done with Sam Darnold. Yeah. But it was a 425 p.m. Eastern game. That's right. Big game on a weekend when the primetime game, and this is the NFL's call, the primetime game was not a big game. There were only two games yesterday where both teams were over 500. The Browns, Seahawks, Seahawks right. and Steelers, Jaguars. Right. Those are the only two. So, so again, there's a lot of different ingredients that go into the stew. And, and we've heard the comments about how, because at the end of the day, you got to pass the baseline cognitive test they give you in training camp. Remember when Peyton Manning joked about how he would tank that so it would yeah. be easy to – Sure. And he, like he just Made the baseline it. lower. He so flat he out said right. it. And then once it all hit the fan, oh, I was joking. Yeah. That was back when he was playing. Hey, I, I hear you. I mean, we've had this discussion. I probably would have done the same thing. I, I mean, I, I don't, you know, again, it's, if I was Brock Purdy on the plane last week, I, I wouldn't have gone. I said this to my wife. I was like, man, I, I, the, the current player, they're so open about this stuff. Uh, I would have never told anybody. I'd have been like, what, Sam Darnold's behind me? There's a lot of people. I'm not, there's I'd no chance I'm getting there. I'd love to know the whole story yeah, of, of right. whether someone else noticed it, yeah, whether right, he right. put his hand up. Because, yeah, this isn't firmly entrenched franchise quarterback who can afford to tap out yeah. for any reason right. and be confident that the job's still going to be there. Because Sam Darnold and Brock Purdy seen the guy was third overall pick and Kyle Shanahan loves him and he comes in and is a system quarterback and runs the system well and they win. Yeah. You never know. 
Yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo got thrown overboard. Trey That's Lance right. got thrown overboard. Right. Brock Purdy could get thrown overboard. That's right. He sees Sam Darnold's talent. He sees it at practice every day. He knows what it is. And, you know, um, yeah, it's, um, it's, it's a good discussion. But certainly didn't think I was going to be here three weeks after that butt whoop they gave the Cowboys going, man, the 49ers are 5-3 and three going in the break here. Uh, that, that is kind of shocking. Uh, I still think they're really damn good, but they obviously got some things to fix there. Before we pivot to the second game for the opening segment of PFT Live, which I don't think I identified as on Peacock, Sirius You didn't. You didn't say anything. Sky you were Sports so drooling over the damn sweatshirt. I mean, Kirk Cousins gets hurt, and the guy's ready to become an Eagles fan and move to Philadelphia. Jeez. You have to get a Jalen Hurts tattoo. Damn, there you the go. There you go. You're going to ditch the Pittsburgh Steelers, in-state rival like that? How dare you? I was right yesterday, though. The yeah. Boston Meatballs came through yesterday, <laughs> even though it looked like we're going to talk about it later yeah. but god they just hang around and hang oh, around, they hang are. around. They're uh, you mentioned joe cool yeah the original football joe cool obviously joe montana right. do you know where joe cool actually came from i i think i do um because i i want to say it's snoopy yeah you're looking at my screen no but i kind of remembered i snoopy. saw you looking at it earlier because yeah. when you said it because i've never embraced joe cool because yeah. in my mind joe cool is snoopy right joe cool is one of snoopy's alter egos which first appeared in the peanuts comic strip may 27 1971 as joe cool snoopy pretends to be a college student to become joe cool he simply puts on a pair of sunglasses leans against the wall and says my name is joe cool uh-huh. <laughs> there it is there it is so that's that's all you have to do to be Joe Cool. Yeah. Sunglasses, lean against the wall, and say your name is that Joe Cool. That seems like a Burrow pose. He's yeah. kind of a sunglasses, lean on the wall, like, hey, I'm here. I'm Joe Burrow. Look at that. That's amazing right there. Legends. Uh, yeah. uh, you know, hey, Joe Cool, Snoopy, that's cool. But how many Super, Only Bowl- got sunglasses how many Super on. Bowls did you win, Snoopy? Oh, none. Okay, you've been <laughs> trumped by these two right here. Uh, yeah, Joe, both of these Joes are, are Snoopy incredible. Snoopy was, was a fearless World War One pilot, if you didn't know. Oh, I did not know yeah. that. Damn. Sop with camel. Don't bore me with all your old Red man Baron. facts, okay? Get out of here. Oh, I do remember him in the Red Baron. Oh, uh, oh well, maybe you are as young as you think you are. I remember seeing some highlights of it or right. something. <laughs> I won't let my active psoriatic arthritis joint symptoms define me. Emerge as you. Tremphia guselkumab is proven to significantly reduce joint pain, stiffness, and swelling in adults with active psoriatic arthritis. Some patients even reported less fatigue as assessed by survey one week prior. Results may vary. Tremphia is taken by injection six times a year after two starter doses at week zero and four. Serious allergic reactions may occur. Tremphia may increase your risk of infections and lower your ability to fight them. Before treatment, your doctor should check you for infections and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms of an infection including fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough. Tell your doctor if you had a vaccine or plan to. Emerge as you. Learn more about Tremphia, including important safety information, at tremphia.com or call 1-877-578-3527. See our ad in Food & Wine magazine. For patients prescribed Tremphia, cost support may be available. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Broncos, wow. Broncos beat the Chiefs 24 to 9. The Chiefs lose, or the Chiefs, yes, the Chiefs lose, yeah. lose, that says right here, lose, to the Broncos for the first time since 2015. That was their Super Bowl year. First time in Patrick Mahomes' career. He had like a 16 game winning streak, I yeah. think, against AFC West opponents, something like that. Was it that many? Uh, yeah, Not that. I believe it was. Did he miss the, the Raiders, though, beat them? 
The Raiders beat them Whoa. and rode the buses around Arrowhead. Yeah, no, this that was, was all. A it was game. a Broncos. Yeah, it's Broncos. 16. Yeah, okay, right. Broncos sixteen. I yes. knew something was a little yeah. off, thinking yeah. it was against right. the AFC West. But the Broncos, the one team in the AFC West that Mahomes had fully and completely dominated. Here's what I want to have a conversation. About. Okay, I took a bunch of grief when Mahomes went to the World Series game Friday night. Not that I care about Twitter because Twitter is not a real. I missed place. that. I didn't realize you but, did it. But no, because yeah. Mahomes went. Yeah. To the World Series, so. I get pushback from the pro Kirk Cousins I crowd because right. he went to a baseball game on a Tuesday. I hear you. Two differences. Right. Kirk, and I feel bad saying this today because of what happened to him, but he proudly said he never worked on Tuesday. Yeah. Mahomes works on Tuesdays. Right. Mahomes has two rings. Right. Mahomes. Two MVP trophies. I'll, yeah, I'll two give Mahomes the benefit trophies. of the doubt. Right. Until I hear this. Until I hear that he was sick. Yeah. Why in the hell? Mm-hmm. Like when I'm sick. I'm sick. Yeah. I don't want to go anywhere. I don't want to get on a private plane. Was he plane. sick before he yeah, went it was, there? They, they were saying during the broadcast yesterday he was getting worse as the week went on, and it was the worst on Saturday. So he had it on Friday. Like, if you're not – you know when you're getting Definitely. It. You know when you're not feeling well. Why would you want to do that? Why would you want to put that extra toll on your body? You just want to get in bed. You just want to get under the covers. So I, I don't get it. And not that it would have made a difference. Yeah. But – it, I, you know, I just, man, it's just a lot to pack into a few days when you're not feeling well. It's a lot of stuff. And then you got to go play a football game. And I just wonder if they had morphed into that mode of, with this team, I just need to oh, show up and we'll right. beat them. Yeah, I, the Chiefs fall into that trap too often. I mean, play right? with their food, right? They really do. I mean, we, how many, you know, how many times a year, the last five, six years in a row, where we've gone, man. I mean, they're clearly better than that team, and they let them hang around because they started messing around or losing interest. I, I, you know, I think the world of Mahomes. When I heard he was going to the World Series game, the first thing I said is, why? Like what? I I understand he's from Texas. His dad played for the Rangers at one point, I believe. I but but damn, it, it's hard in the NFL. A Friday night, you're gonna get on a private plane, fly back to Kansas City after the game is over, go and do the walkthrough in Kansas City Saturday, go home real quick, pack up, go back to the facility, and then get on a plane to Denver. I mean, that to me, I'm exhausted already, and I just talked about it. I didn't even have to do it. So that's to me where I, I, I don't get that. I don't. And, and I was shocked to hear that Mahomes would do that. And I think it's fair for us to go, why did you do that, and question that, and especially with the way he played yesterday. I think I was fine with it. I was fine with it until I found out he was sick. Yeah. Yeah. When I found out he was sick, it's like, what are you, what are you doing here? Yeah. You're having a rough enough week sick as is it like is. Definite. Get no, yourself no. healthy. Right. Chicken soup. Hydration, especially when you're going – to the Mile High City, and I have been there. Nobody told me the first time I went to Denver, yeah. drink a lot of water. Mm-hmm. I found out the hard way because right. we had one of those NBC dinners, like any other dinner where they're pouring wine, yeah. and you have – how much wine did you have? I had one glass yeah. because the glass never emptied. Right. Because every time I looked away, Somebody here comes out, put more wine in, put more wine ahead, one glass of wine. So what did you do? Did you get lightheaded or oh. did you dry up oh. down below and no. get stones in no. down there no, again? No, what no, are we talking no, about no. This was 20 20- – <laughs> 13. Right. This was the year that the Ravens won the World, uh, the World Series. The, yeah. the, the, uh, what's wrong with the me? The Super Bowl. The Ravens won the Super Bowl. I thought of the World Series because baseball. Yeah, well, we were just talking about the Rangers. Yeah, they, they yeah. couldn't play the game to open the season in Baltimore because the oh, Orioles right. had a That's game right. and they refused to move it. That's so, right. And we're talking World Series. So yeah. thank you. I'm thinking, why am I thinking? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, I went out there. Yep. And we had the dinner like Tuesday night games on Thursday. Wednesday? No, it was Thursday. It was the day of the game. At some point it hit me. Yeah. As I was doing this show. Right. At the stadium. Right. And I remember the feeling of holding the microphone. Yeah. And I had to put my hand. I Get Seriously. Woozy. I had to. I was standing right. at the portable desk, and I felt like I was going to pass out. I felt like I was going to fall over. Yeah. The it, whole world was it's spinning. It's real, yeah. And it's it was real just, there. get through this, get through this. My hand, like an anchor to keep myself there, and I was miserable. It felt like an ice pick had been buried in the back of my skull, yeah. like right at the top of my neck. I didn't know what to do. Right. I didn't know what was wrong. And if I just drank a lot of water, like when I was back there a couple of years later, drank a lot of water and everything was fine. Yeah. 
But that is relevant now because you're sick, you're flying all over the place, right. and you're going out there where your body has to adjust to the altitude. Yeah. And look what happens. Yeah. So I, I feel bad questioning one of the all-time greats. He's one of the all-time greats. We know but that. Man, and, I would, and, I, and I'm fine. I was fine with the Friday night. I was fine with going to the – because he's Patrick Mahomes. I know. But once I heard he was sick, that's when I was like – No, that's a definite no-no once you're sick. And I didn't – he's Patrick Mahomes, and I guarantee people in that organization were like, wow, why, why is he doing that? But they weren't going to say anything because of what you said. They're going, he's Patrick Mahomes, and he makes it happen almost always. So we're not going to question him. You know, it's one thing to go to a World Series game in your city. It's right by there. Okay, hey, you're at the game on a Friday night. You're back home right after the game's over. You know, private planes, getting home in the middle of the night, getting up early for practice the next day, all of that, that's a lot. That's a lot. And it showed. And the Chiefs played like crap yesterday. There's no other way to say it. They really didn't. I mean, I mean, the game started off with the, the Broncos in a big punt return, set up a short field for a touchdown, and, of course, Mahomes with interceptions. You know, Mahomes losing sight of where defenders were in the pocket and getting strip-sacked. McCole Hardman dropping a punt at the five-yard line. This was a big moment of the game here before the half. You felt like, hey, they're going to get some points here or do something, and this game's going to get tight. And the strip-sack before the half was a huge moment. Uh, you got this play here, right? Uh, this was fourth quarter. This is the fourth and 22 at the end of the game. Just throw it up, try to make something happen. But, yeah, they were not at their best. And what we've seen from Kansas City a little all year, their defense did a great job. They played awesome yesterday. But their offense, to me, I know is good. And I know it looked good two weeks ago against the Chargers. But let's not forget, their defense stinks. There's some things about their offense where – very little at times, especially yesterday, and we've had some other games where nothing happens on rhythm, right? We talk about rhythm as a quarterback. You take five steps, you hitch, you throw to the first receiver. You take five steps, you hitch, first receiver's uh, covered, you hitch again and hit the second receiver. I feel like very few plays happen in rhythm like that for their offense. It's always Mahomes buying a little more time. Let me see who will pop open, and then boom, he hits it. Uh, and with their lack of firepower on the offensive side of the ball, it's just a hard way to survive all the time. There's a lot on Mahomes, and yesterday he clearly was not at his best. I've got people telling me now he ultimately didn't go. Is that right? Maybe they mentioned that during the broadcast yesterday. Obviously, we've got four games on at once. Yeah. But somebody emailed me that he ultimately didn't go, and I'm doing some quick research okay. here. Because there was I'll be happy to a hear picture that, of Travis Kelsey there. Yeah. So when I saw the picture of Travis Kelsey there, I, I just talk assumed. All week of Mahomes I was assumed too. Mahomes right. went. Now, this one says – now, there's another one that says he did attend. So I don't know if he did or didn't. All right. Well, I, if he did, if he didn't go, then we take back everything we said. And sorry about that. Travis Kelsey was there, if and I just go, thought that was fair enough. To question it. Because I remember when Texas Tech was in the Final Four, Travis Kelsey was there. Like anywhere Mahomes goes, Travis Kelsey is there. Uh, just got to stay close to my quarterback yeah, at all knows. times. He knows. He knows. He knows. So, um, regardless, uh, tough spot. For the Kansas City Chiefs, anytime somebody's sick and you got to perform at a high level athletically, this can happen, especially when you go to altitude. And I know that all too well. But kudos to the Denver Broncos. It was a big win for them. Just the kind of thing at a time when they needed some everything uplifting, felt like it was teetering. Start, right? Vance yeah. Joseph, there were questions about his relationship with Sean Payton. Yeah. Payton had, you know, caught on camera last Sunday upset with Vance Joseph and I think somebody was trying to suggest at one point that Vance Joseph was in danger of getting fired during the season so that stabilizes when you hold the Chiefs to nine points nine points and you and get two your third weeks ago it was 19 season. points yeah. right so they're they've turned the corner a little bit they are playing better this defense. team that gave up 70 yeah 70 points right. against the Dolphins it was as bad as it could get and now they're working their way back into not just out of the category of embarrassing themselves, Chris, but they're working their way into contention, yeah. fringes yeah. of contention. They got some players on the defensive side of the ball. It starts with three of their edge rushers. You saw one there, zero in Cooper. 56 in Barrett Browning is a star pass rusher. Nick Bonito, their other kid who's a third-year third player out of Oklahoma, he's another guy. 
that's scary off the edge. They got Ronnie Perkins who's scary off the edge. That's why Frank Clark and Randy Gregory aren't there anymore. They started to say, hey, these young guys are every bit as good and they make plays and let's ride with them. Let alone, you know, you got Sertain in the secondary and Simmons who are damn good. I mean, that's a great combination. Uh, so there's some stuff to work with there. But they've definitely righted the ship here on the defensive side of the ball. Offense wasn't special yesterday. They stayed on the field. They ran the ball just well enough. And when they had some opportunities, they scored touchdowns. That was the big thing. I mean, the, the Chiefs had a hard time scoring touchdowns, obviously. Had to settle for field goals. We don't see that happen a whole lot. Broncos scored touchdowns. And Russell Wilson never made what we've seen in a lot of their losses this year that bad turnover or that, that bad play in a big moment. I know he got strip-sacked at the end of the first half. There was that. But other than that, you know, he took care of the football. It was an ugly football game. It was one of those games where you felt like Denver was controlling, but you felt like Kansas City's going to get control back and still win this football game. And it just, you know, the mistakes by Kansas City. Valdez scantling fumbles when they're on the move on another time on a drive. Uh, it was one of those days, like you said. They played with their food. They felt like they were just going to show up and beat the Broncos. And the Broncos had, you know, other plans in mind. And I spoke too soon earlier about the Broncos possibly being in contention. There's a lot of teams. Oh, the AFC. That they would have to jump over. Right. There's only one team. They put themselves in a position if they can go on a streak to be in contention. They'd have because they're gonna have to. They're gonna have to get past some That's teams because right. their record in the conference is one and four, which yeah. is not going to be good for tiebreakers right. if it comes to that. The cheese that's standing alone at the bottom is the Patriots. That's crazy. They're the only two win team in the entire conference. In the AFC. Everybody yeah. else has three wins, and right. they're the only six loss team in the entire conference. So that is not good. That win over Buffalo, kind of. Stop the the horrible flow Bleeding, of blood, right. but, but yeah. uh, it didn't stop for very long. So uh, I will probably talk about the Dolphins and Patriots at some point coming up. Anything more to say about Broncos Chiefs before we no, move on? No, we're actually a couple I, I'm, minutes ahead. I'm crazy impressed with the Chiefs defense as usual. I mean, they were suffocating and made plays and kept giving the ball back. To Kansas City, George Carlaftis was all over the place. Charles Emanuel had a bunch of plays yesterday. You know they're aggressive. They're so well coached on that side of the ball. Uh, the Chiefs' offense. You know we see moments of that. Rasheed Rice look really good, right? But who's going to be the next guy other than Kelsey in the pass have, game, you right? Gotta have somebody. You know we've they, talked about this with the Bills a little bit. Uh, Kansas City. You know, hey, it's a Andy Reid, their system. Of course, it's Mahomes. He's one of the greatest ever. But even within that, they need something else in the pass game, in my opinion. And I don't know if that means go out and trade for something, or they just have to find ways to get other guys a little bit more involved so it can open up their offense. We talk about this all the time. It just can't be Kelsey and him working in the middle of the field as Mahomes floats around and does that. There's got to be something else in their game plan. We know they're running the ball better, but something in the pass game plan where teams go, ooh, they're really a pain in the butt in this too when we have to stop this. There's one element still missing with their offense, and they got to figure that out. And what was weird was a week ago against the Chargers, when you see Kelsey go off, it's like, that. I really need? I know, I know. Do they really need anybody else? Yeah, I hear you. But, but you got to remember it's the Chargers. And, and that's right. The Chargers who seem to not realize they face Travis Kelsey twice a year. <laughs> the Broncos understand they face Travis Kelsey twice a year. Even though Kelsey's always going to get yeah. something. They can live with six for 58. Exactly. Right. When there's nobody else yes. that can do anything. That's right. On a day that the defense wasn't as stout. First time the Chiefs gave up. More than 20 points all year long. That's kind of surprising when you think of the Chiefs. So so identified with offense yeah. that their defense has been carrying the way. Well, and and, and, and they gave up 20 points. And think about this. The first drive of the game was a 10-play, 39-yard drive, right? Because they had a great punt return. Then they had the turnover, and I think this was the Marquez Valdez-Scantling fumble, and Wilson hit. Uh, a big pass play to Judy. I think they ran the play, ran the ball, and then he hit Judy again for the touchdown. So that was the one of their most significant drives of the game. And then late in the game, on their on their third touchdown to make it twenty-one nine, it was a two-play ten-yard drive, right? Because that was when McCole Hardman fumbled the ball. So yeah, they gave up twenty-plus points, but. Uh, it wasn't really that, right? The context of the matter is the team messed up and put them in some tough situations. And, you know, fortunately for Denver and Russell Wilson, they struck when they had the opportunities. And that's what you got to do against the Chiefs. Here's a point Coach Garrett made last night when we do our 
yeah. our wrap up of the Sunday that was. Right. Great move by the Broncos to shed a couple of guys who they didn't want and who didn't want to be there. And exactly. They didn't want to be a part Clark. of it. Right. right. But, you know, if you've got anybody who's not buying in early, yeah. it's critical. you got to get those voices. I'm not saying anything pejorative, but you're talking about veteran players who are wondering what the hell's going on. Right. Don't want to be part of And you got younger guys that, that are hungry. Yeah. And so you make the difficult decision – but the right decision, and this is where Sean Payton, I know, is a firm believer, never doubled down on a mistake. The moment you know something's done, it's done. If you double down on it, it's only going to get worse. If you let ego get in the way of admitting your mistake, ego is going to carry you to a second mistake. So Frank Clark gone, Randy Gregory gone, defense playing well. And, yeah, a lot of work for the Broncos to do to turn this thing around. But at least it's something that can be – a piece of a foundation for maybe yeah. whatever they do next year, yeah. with or without Russell Wilson. Whether he's there or whether he's not there, right. that's still a big decision they have to make. $37 million becomes fully guaranteed, fifth day of the league year in March. Maybe they move on from him, maybe they don't. Regardless, the program is there. The fire has been put out. That's right. This is a huge win from the standpoint of just kind of eliminating any discussion that – because we don't – I've said this, we don't know what Greg Penner – the owner of the team is going to do. They've only had the team 15 months. Yeah. All we know is they fired one coach after one year. Right. Now they didn't hire that one. Would they fire this one after one year? I don't know. Beating a team like the Chiefs and ending that long streak and getting a win at home two weeks in a row that they've won that's at home right. over the right. Packers and now over the Chiefs, that's the kind of thing that yeah. goes a long way towards just stabilizing. Definitely, definitely. It shows ownership and, and, and the front office, hey, the, the things are on the right track. We're not perfect. But we're battling. We're doing the little things to win some football games here. And what? They've won three out of four now here. And uh, they do seem like they've calmed things down. And again, Russell Wilson, is it magic? And what we saw those years with, with the you know, Seattle Seahawks? Absolutely not. But still, and there's been some mistakes. But still, at the end of the day, we're talking about 16 touchdowns and four interceptions. Right, it hasn't been as bad as I think sometimes people portray it in the media either. It's it's not perfect. Don't get me wrong; he's missed some plays. There's no doubt, but I think he's on the right track, and and I do think Sean Payton's done a good job of kind of resurrecting him. All right, we're going to take a break. When we return, the Minnesota Vikings, just as everything, uh, was just as great. he started to finally love Kirk. Cousins. Every time they. What is it? Every time I'm in, they push me back Every out. Every time I'm out, no, they but pull it's, me back I know, in. but it's, yeah. I'm, turned it, I'm doing You're the play the on words. Right. Every time I'm in, they push me back out. <laughs> but this one, this one was a heartbreaker. We'll give you all the information you need to know about Kirk Cousins, and we'll talk about where the Vikings go from here as they somehow get to 4-4 four and four after being 1-4. and four. More PFT Live right after this. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. 